We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be, and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday, Game Day Sunday. Everybody, we made it. It is week one. Football is back. The NFC North is the only division right now with a win in the NFL because the Lions beat the Chiefs, and it's going to be interesting to watch them the entire season. Are they for real, or is it just uh, you know a fluke? I will say for the Lions, probably feels pretty good, but we're not here to talk about the Lions. We're here to talk about the Packers and the Bears in a week one matchup in prime time. America's Game of the Week, 3.30 Central Kickoff. Joining me today, we've got the whole band back together today, Jimmy and Gage. Jimmy, you and I have been talking, it feels like, all preseason. Gage, it feels like I haven't talked to you in three, four months. It's great to have everybody back. How are we doing today? How are we feeling? I mean, in general, obviously very excited that football is back, but just like it's 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 week one. It's Bears Packers in Chicago, new era in Green Bay. How are we feeling about the game, Gage? Like, what's your mindset today? What what are you, what what are you thinking? You know, I have all off season. I've been cautiously optimistic because over all of last year, uh, every single show that we did, I said that it was frustrating to watch a team try to run an offense and then one guy say, I don't want to do that. We're going to do a different thing. And then all off season or well, specifically earlier in the off season when everyone's like, Oh, green Bay is going to suck. Now Jordan loves not the guy. If they, he was the guy they would have moved on from Rogers two years ago, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You can have that opinion. And just as the off season has gone on, I listen to a fair bit of national shows. There are a fair bit of national media that uh, I respect uh, that are having some optimism around Jordan Love. And every time one of them says some something outside of Ben Solak, I mean, I give him a shout out. It seems like every week on the show, just because I love listening to him. If you don't follow him, seriously, you need to. The guy is one of the best in the game and he's like 20 years old. It's an, okay, he's actually like 25, but still. Anyway, 
anytime anybody else says anything positive about Green Bay and Jordan Love, it freaks me out. I'm like, would you shut up, please? Because I, I am I feel I'm the worst. About ben Solak, I'm I'm happy when he does, but also Nate Tice is the other one when he talks about the Packers that I'm like, okay, I actually trust them, and it's not just nonsense. Like, like Ben has been on him. I listen to every show that Ben's on, like in ter- that talks like national football. Like, I don't obviously I don't listen to like his Philly Eagles stuff, but that's just because like I'm not an Eagles guy. But if but anytime he talks national football, I pay attention to it, and I'm like, stop! I'm like, everybody else, stop talking about Green Bay, please, because you guys are getting me too excited, and I don't want to be let down. And I, I'm the worst. I am the most pessimistic fan that I've ever met. And everyone's like, oh, but don't you want to root for your team? I'm like, yeah, but I assume they're going to let me down. I don't want to be excited about Green Bay. I don't. Because when they when they do well, I want to I want to be like, yeah, this is what I thought was going to happen. But now everybody else is joining that bandwagon. And I'm like, you guys suck. You took the thing away. I wanted to be excited. And I wanted you to all look dumb. But now you're all fans of it. And now... Now I now I'm not original. I'm not unique. I'm just one of the people. I'm just one of the everybody else, and that's not fun. You're the hipster. I I wanted to be a hipster, but then now <laughs> everyone wrecked it. Now everyone joined my joined my bandwagon, and I'm like, guys, get, go get your own thing. Go root for Detroit or something. <laughs> well, there's a, there's going to be a lot of that this year. I feel like at least in the first couple of weeks. But um, for sure. Well, Jimmy, I mean, it we finally made it. We're here. You know, Bears Packers. How you feeling? Dude, I can't wait. I I love that we had that like Thursday night teaser, but at the same time, I hated it because it's like you get a taste of real regular season NFL football on Thursday, and then it's oh now I have to wait Friday, Saturday. Like I just can't wait for this game today at three thirty. Um, I'm so excited just to see this team, what it actually is. We're done with the important practices that are preseason games. Like I just I'm ready to see what our team does in an actual game. Yeah, I mean. I, I think it's fair to say we're all excited for, for two separate reasons. One is we're all just excited that football is back. Like I like I had an actual moment of panic um, because so a, a, a small aside, I do meal prep for my wife and I uh, for lunches throughout the week. And I always usually do that on Sundays, you know, between like noon and like three, somewhere in that time window. It's when it works out for me and it takes about an hour and a half for me to do. Um, and now all of a sudden it's like, no, no, no. Like I, that time frame doesn't work for me because I'm going to be watching football during that time frame. So, all right, well, I got to move it. You know, I got to move it up then. So like Saturdays, but like for me, big college football fan. So like, like my whole schedule has got to get adjusted and I'm excited for it because it means I can just gorge my weekends on football but it's also like I, I'm an adult. I have a child. I need to do things for my family, and I need to find time to do those things and not neglect it because of football. Jimmy, you know what I'm talking about. You just you actually, actually, you probably don't. I assume I Des does most of the stuff around the house. On Sunday, yes. I am <laughs> a lazy pile on Sundays. But so like t- today we record on Saturday. Today is my – I will do any task on your to-do list happily because tomorrow come 11.59, my ass is on the couch until 10 p.m. when I go to bed. So, yeah, I can't wait, man. Yeah, so we're all very excited. So uh, we are going to not have as – Jimmy, how did you describe it last week? Nonsense topics? Nonsense topics, yeah. Yeah, so no more nonsense topics. We've got real stuff to talk about. Um, So – we are 
going to each give you a, a storyline that we're going to be watching for in the game. We'll briefly go over the injuries. We'll get you a game prediction from each of us, and that should have you all ready for Bears-Packers. So, Gage, let's start with you. What are you going to be uh, looking for? What are you going to be keeping your eye on uh, during this game? Uh, I mean, my main thing that I'm watching is definitely the ability for Green Bay to contain Justin Fields as a runner. I think that uh, with the injury to Tevin Jenkins and – the fact that the Bears offensive line, well, it is, in my opinion, better than it was last year. Uh, I'm still not 100% sold on it. Like the addition of Nate Davis this offseason, along with uh, Darnell Wright uh, out of Tennessee, uh, they have, like, and then Lucas Patrick, Cody Whitehair, Braxton Jones. That offensive line is definitely better than it was last year. There's just full stop. There's no, no way around that. But then again, it was hard to be worse than they were last year. Uh, but then with the absence of Tevin Jenkins and just, I'm not completely sold on this group. I think that and combine that with the fact that Green Bay has just so much talent on the defensive side of the ball. I think that they can get pressure on fields, uh, both internally and externally. And the only thing I'm worried about is when they get that internal pressure, like if Kenny busts through, which I expect him to do at a fair frequency, are they going to be able to contain him when he tries to get outside? Because fields, as we all saw last year, the guy is a freak. He can, he flies like he, he moves he moves differently than pretty much anybody else that plays the game at his position. There's there, there aren't guys that move the way that he does. And that's why he was so special last year. That's why everyone has pegged this year to be his breakout year, because you add in DJ Moore at wide receiver, a full off season for chase Claypool, uh, their true alpha wide receiver one, Darnell Mooney. I mean, pay my man's out here. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> you got, you still got Velas Jones. I mean, they're loaded at tight end now. They added Bob Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis. This just loaded with weapons for him. So this is his breakout, right? And yet his pa- his passing yards over under still like 175 yards. So I'm more afraid of him as a runner because that's where things open up. Because if you can't contain him as a runner, that enables him more space because you're going to have to eventually start crashing down on him as a runner. And then that's going to open the yards or open up lanes for him to pass because corners are going to have to crash down. And that's when big plays happen. DJ Moore has lit green Bay up in his two matchups. I'm pretty sure he's got like two in two games. He's averaging over a hundred yards per game or something like that. I know it's, he's got very good stats against green Bay in the past. Granted he's zero and two against green Bay still, but I am, I'm just worried about green Bay's ability to contain running quarterbacks. We've seen it. Year over year, it doesn't matter if it's been Capers or Petten or Barry. All of them have struggled. Can that adjustment be made? The talent is there. It's all about the coordinator and his ability to draw up a good game plan. We saw that he has struggled to do that thus far. He had one of the most loaded in terms of just raw talent and raw first like capital investment. He couldn't do it last year. Can he do it now? He said the 2023 Packers defense is going to look a lot different than 2022. So we'll see. But, oh, is he going to like line up his outside linebackers as outside linebackers? Or are they going to like go? They're not They're not going to go. We don't have Preston Smith line up on DJ Moore. He's actually going to be safety next to Darnell Savage. You didn't see that? That might be an, up, that might be an upgrade, honestly. <laughs> uh, like I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the Packers depth chart at safety. It is uh, it's not great. Yeah, Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford. Hey, I, I saw this the other day. Darnell Savage, uh, depoy candidate. So I saw somebody trying to make that claim on Twitter the other day. Yeah, and yeah, I'm going to call it Twitter. I'm not account. calling it X. Anybody that has an issue with it, eat your heart out. 
Don't you still have to type in Twitter for the domain? Um, Sorry, it is twitter.com slash home. That, yeah. that, does not, that, is, that is nothing to do with what we're talking about. Back to Justin Fields. No, I am a it's going to happen in the game where he he breaks like a 30 40 yard run just because that's what happens against his Packers defense when it comes to like athletic running quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, yeah. Uh but hopefully we can contain it as much as we can. Like he's going to break break some runs. He's too good of an athlete not to. Uh it'll be interesting to see if Quay Walker's going to be that kind of designated spy like he did uh, against the Bills before he got kicked out of that game. Uh but let's I hope so, man, because that's one thing right now that I think, like you said, that's going to be the way that they beat us is he just goes bonkers as a runner. And if he breaks one big run, I'm not like hurt by that. I expect that to happen because that's what happens against the best guys. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, prime example. Justin Jefferson, you can keep a lid on him most of the game, but I'm expecting him to make at least one, if not two big plays, just because that's, that's what happens when guys get to that special level. And I think fields while he's not there as a passer, He's there as an athlete and a runner that he's I'm expecting at least one big play. And it's just the key is making sure it's only one big play, not six. Yeah. Cause it, it's that like mix of you want to get pressure on him, but you also need to be disciplined and kind of maintain that pocket. So he can't break out and force him to beat you in the passing game. Because as he's shown, can't really do that consistent consistently as of now, can he maybe this year he takes a step up, but that's the way to have him. You can't, you have to have him beat you passing as weird as that is for a quarterback, but we'll see. Yeah, it's definitely something that Green Bay has struggled with in, I mean, for how long mobile quarterbacks has not been uh, something that they've been great at dealing with. So definitely interesting. Jimmy, what are you keeping an eye on uh, during this game? Yeah, it's the wide receiver room. Uh, Obviously on the injury report, Christian Watson is out. Uh, Romeo Dobbs questionable with that hamstring. Are they going to, even if Dobbs plays, are they going to put him on a pitch count just because hamstrings linger all season and week one against the Bears when you have 16 more games after this, is it, it's not really worth the risk of pushing that hamstring right away. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Watson, obviously, with his, uh, I'm going to mess up his name, Dar, Dare, Dyer, for Pack Report, wrote that article about Bears did the most cover two, cover one in the league. And even against the Packers, it was even higher than their their average. So Christian Watson was that guy to break that. Going deep, taking those shots. Christian Watson's not there. Who's going to step in and fill that role? Uh, I know Musgrave is an athletic freak, but obviously nowhere near as fast as Christian Watson. He's going to be involved in the game, but that's not going to be his role. Uh, Dobbs, he's athletic. Not again, no one on this team has the speed that Christian Watson does. You can have people run and be that deep threat, but it's going to be a step down from Watson. Uh, I'm interested to see Reed step up. Toure is the most tenured guy on the team right now. Uh, if Dobbs doesn't play, if Dobbs plays, uh, it's those two with two years of experience. I'm just excited to see how this shakes out. Malik Keith, another guy, undrafted free agent, darling of preseason games. Can he continue that in the regular season? There's just a lot of question marks around that room. And having your top guy hurt, your second guy coming in a little injured, not ideal. But thankfully, we're playing a Bears team that I'm not very high on anyway. So I guess if you have to be injured, this is the cornerback room to go against. Uh, but so, yeah, this wide receiver room, seeing how it shakes out, it's going to be going to be interesting. 
Hello, friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals, and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now, thankfully, the day of the game, I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used Game Time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using Game Time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the Game Time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two clicks only in fact, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never need to dig through your email. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepicks.com/packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com/packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. We made it. It's officially football season, which means It's the best time of the year, but also it means that I'm going to be really freaking busy. If you're like me and your busy fall season is already in full swing, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Factor lets you level up with Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Personally, I'm trying to eat healthier, so their calorie-conscious options are perfect for my meal plan. They have delicious, dietitian-approved, calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Best of all, with Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without hassle. 
Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered directly to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash packaday50 and use code packaday50 to get 50% off. That's code packaday50 at factormeals.com slash packaday50 to get 50% off. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be worth keeping an eye on. Um, and, you know, we, we've kind of talked about it, you know, throughout the offseason. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously, it's it's never great to lose your number one wide receiver in Christian Watson. But, um, you know, this year the quarterback room is different in the sense that, you know, Jordan Love doesn't really have a whole lot of rapport with any of these guys other than, you know, kind of what he's gone through in practice. So you're not going to have that Aaron Rodgers kind of syndrome of, you know, hey, you know, we've got one guy that, like, I've thrown the ball to three times, and so I trust nobody going into the game. So that, that'll that be something that, you know, again, is is worth keeping an eye on just in itself of Jordan Love. Like, how does he approach, you know, throwing the football? I'm willing to bet he's going to make a bunch of throws uh, during the game that Aaron Rodgers would never have dreamt of making. Um, not that he can't make them, but just, you know, not having that trust, not having that rapport, you're going to see. And in some cases, that might look ugly. Like, it, it may, there may be some cases in which it doesn't look great. Hi, Mando. Thank you for coming to join the, uh, the my my dog came into the room, everybody. He, he just, he just loves me that much. And I'm not in the same room as him. So, uh, but yes, uh, the wide receiver room, definitely going to be um, a, a very interesting thing to keep an eye on. During this game, um, for me, I'm going to be keeping an eye on the thing that we all love to talk about in in Green Bay. Um, you know, it's it's that part of the team that is just always rock solid for us, never makes any mistakes. Um, and of course, you know, that's the the special teams room. Um, you know, because we've never had issues with that over the last you know however many years. But um, you know, this year is it's it looks a lot different. I mean, this is the fourth straight year for the Packers in which they are uh, using a different punter than the year before. We went from uh, J.K. Scott to Bahorquez to Pat O'Donnell to now um, Daniel yeah. Whalen. Yeah, yeah, Whalen. So, um, you know, that's definitely, you know, Nobody likes to talk about special teams, I feel like, because it, it, uh, you know, it feels like it's not the sexy part of things, especially punting. But, I mean, the reality is, like, you know, especially when you no longer have Aaron Rodgers and you don't really have, like, what I would consider, like, guaranteed drives throughout the game. And, you know, we don't know what Jordan Love's going to do. He might struggle to pick up yards. Like, field position could be a very important aspect of this game not only week one but i mean throughout the entire season and how does whalen do in the punt game um and then beyond him you're starting over at kicker you know you you go from mason crosby who throughout his entire career um with the exception of like what i think it was 2012 when he had you know that just down down year i mean he's been one of the most reliable and consistent kickers in the league and you're now going to anders carlson who you know, I personally, I've got high hopes. I, I I think he'll succeed, but, you know, he's definitely had his struggles throughout the, you know, the preseason. And this is, this, this game is a game that I think between these two teams 
you know, it's the NFL, so you can kind of say this across the board, but like I definitely see this game coming down to the kickers. Like somebody's going to have to make a kick in this game, and it's going to whether they make it or miss it, it's going to affect the outcome of the game. I don't see either team running away with this game. I think it's going to be close all all game long. Um, and it might even be a kick in like the second quarter that is made or missed that like, if you just play out the rest of the game, it's like if that had gone differently. The game goes differently. Um, so you, you've got, you know, kicker and punter brand new, you know, to green Bay this year. We don't know what that's going to be like. And then to top it off, I mean, outside of Keyshawn Nixon, does anybody really feel good about this special teams? Like in general, because we haven't, I feel like we haven't felt good about the special teams for like six years. You know, it's always like the, it's always like the booby prize of the team and nobody ever wants to talk about it. And it, it you know, it, you just hope that they don't do anything, you know, that, that, that loses you the game. And so I think, I think that there's, Again, it's not like fun to talk about, and I know we don't like to talk about it because we're all scarred by the, you know, poor special teams play of the last couple of years. But um, I think it's gonna—I think all around, it's it's gonna play a, a huge role in in this game. Yeah, I, Nixon definitely washes away a lot of the issues that did come up last year. Like it wasn't perfect, obviously, uh, but Nixon definitely lets you make some mistakes and get away with it, just because he is such an athletic returner. Uh, the punt coverage we saw even in the preseason. Again, it is preseason, so you can't. It doesn't always translate to to the regular season. But it, there was some sloppiness. I, I think it was against the Bengals. We had two different holding calls on punt return, which again, as you mentioned, field position with such a young quarterback making his first uh, first year as the full time starter. Uh, like you want to win that position battle, and if you're having if those problems and penalties on punt return kick return, whatever, show up again in the regular season, you're already putting your new quarterback at a disadvantage. So it's going to be – Richie B, I think, is an incredible coach. Hopefully we have the talent there and the guys are, are making the right uh, right moves on the field just to help Jordan Love out as best he can. So we'll see. It is something uh, that definitely I think Packers fans running quarterback special teams are PTSD areas. So we'll see what happens. But I, uh, I, I'm going to be optimistic and be a hipster like Gage and be optimistic for once and, uh, and hope our special teams is good. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely hope and pray with that, that it turns out well. So um, actually well, I have a question for you guys before we jump into the next part, this is something I was wanted to talk about. Not going to lie. Kind of forgot about it till halfway through the show. Our week one matchups minus that COVID Viking year with Matt LaFleur have been lackluster. Saints kicked our ass last year. Vikings kicked our ass. Like, do you think we come out with a new energy this week one? Or do you does, – like, does that worry you at all? Against a good team, it might worry me. <laughs> That's fair. I, 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 well, so, I mean, I, I've kind of given this some thought because with the exception of last year, you know – they they've had some stinkers in week one, you know, the saints game. Um, and that didn't mean anything throughout the rest of the year. Um, I think it's more important for this team to 
actually come out and play week one because I look at the Bears currently. I mean, you never know. Every NFL year is different. You know, you can that's the thing that we all love about football is you can go from being one of the worst teams in the league to, you know, winning a bunch of games. Um, But I mean, based on what we know about this Bears team, like this is a very winnable game. And, you know, if this team wants to do anything this year, this is an example of a game that you like you can't. You can't lose because you weren't ready week one, right? Like that's been something the last couple of years with Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback, that's like, all right, week one, you lay an egg, eh, whatever, we can kind of overcome it. I don't think this I team mean, can do that. If a quarterback like phones it in for the entire offseason and shows up for three weeks, you're going to kind of be a little slow. Oh, and then also doesn't play in the preseason. Yes. So <laughs> oh, I mean, those those might hurt. Oh, and then also you didn't play in the preseason when you have an almost entirely brand new receiving core. That might affect some things. I understand that this is this comes across as bitter or just like I'm like just I'm the bitter ex lover or whatever, but it's not that. Like I don't know because I've talked to people about this. I've talked to Jets fans about this, and they're like, "Oh, you're just jealous because he left." And I'm like, "No, I don't care that he left. I care that you are all so dumb to not realize that all he's doing is it's all honeymoon phase stuff. Yeah. The first sign of trouble, then let's see how he reacts." I was like, you have a guy that is bought in. Awesome. I am so happy for you. That's that's wonderful. But don't sit here and tell me that the way he's acting now is different than the way he acted the last three years in Green Bay. I can't get over you describing yourself as the bitter ex-lover. <laughs> you didn't do ex-boyfriend. You went straight to lover. Yeah, no, I knew what I said. <laughs> But no, it's just like I mean, words carefully. He he gave he gave back thirty five million dollars. He's playing in the preseason. He's like yeah. he's bonding with the young players on the team. He's doing everything that he's supposed to do. Everyone's praising him for acting correctly. Like congrats, well, hey, I'll, I'll, you did. I'll say it. I'll say in this society, I think we should praise people that do things correctly because I don't see it a whole lot. But that's the thing is like, I yeah, congrats. Aaron Rodgers is doing what he's supposed to do for you. That's like you, you're all we're all surprised because it's the opposite of what he's shown us the last three years. The last three years, no preseason. Like, wasn't this the first time he's played in the preseason since like 2017 or something like that? Something like it's, that. Yeah, since Jimmy Graham was signed. That's yeah, all I remember. So, so hasn't played in the preseason, and he played for the preseason. Great. He's bonding with your young wide receivers. Didn't do that with – with how many new wide receivers did Green Bay have last year? Like four or five? Mm-hmm. Basically, everybody was new. Yeah, yeah. pretty minus much. Cobb and, minus Cobb. Um, Zard. Zard. And then the tight ends. Everybody was new. Didn't care. So, and actively said, you don't know the signs. That's your problem. No, well, but, we, we, I mean, we all as fans know the signs. So, I mean, I, 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 I get that one. I don't even know the signs. I, I, I've watched every game <laughs> my entire life. I didn't like the signs. But, no, so it's just – it's like, great, awesome. Let's get but, back to the Packers before we get mean. But, yeah, I expect, I, expect, <laughs> I expect Green Bay and maybe – like I don't think Green Bay is going to come out and lay 40 on Chicago. Yeah. But I expect Green Bay to come out and at least look competent is my thing. Like if they lose in a competent fashion, do I want to lose? No. But as long as they like look like they're ready to be there, that's the thing. Because you like you mentioned under LaFleur in their week ones, I went back and I looked. They want they're like two and three and the three losses have been bad. 
And the two wins were a 10-3 win over Chicago on the like not the first game of the year, but like the first. I think it was a Sunday night game. And then they beat the and then they beat Minnesota 43-34 in a just a shootout game. Yeah, I. Uh, these are just what the games now like. The NFC North with Rodgers before we lost to the Saints still ended up going what was it like thirteen and three thirteen and four whatever it was like the with this team right now these are games you just can't afford to lose just because this NFC North race even for the wild card like it's going to be much closer because the NFC is just so a mystery right now like these are just games you can't trap especially against a team that in our mind right now we're going to find a lot more on Sunday is a worse team than us so the, yeah. These are ones we just can't afford to lose. So hopefully uh, I think they're going to come with a new energy. It's a brand new era. Everyone's hyped around love. It feels different this year. So, Well, and I will say too, like I expect different energy. And the reason why is because this offseason, they've taken an entirely different approach to the preseason. As Gage pointed out, right? The the starter, you know, Jordan Love played all three preseason games and – you know, he played a decent amount, you know, more than, I mean, I'll be honest, I wanted him to play as much as he did, but I didn't think he would play as much as he did. Um, and, you know, I don't want to get too much into the coaching, but I mean, if, you know, the last couple of years, we've all chalked up the the eggs to, well, nobody played in the preseason and, you know, the week one was kind of their preseason game, right? Well, now you've completely changed the philosophy. And if you come out and still look bad, like, my, it feels like it's a deeper question then of like, what are we doing to prepare for these games? Because it doesn't seem like, you know, you had one option, it didn't work. And then you try something new and it's not working. So, you know, again, I don't need them to, you know, necessarily blow the bears out or even necessarily win, but like they got to look like they're an actual team that's been practicing and playing and, and ready to show up. Um, you know, just just from a basic standpoint of like what what's going on inside the building, um, and so yeah. that's that's something that I want to be keeping an eye on as well. So, um, well, guys, let's wrap this thing up here real quick. Let's get some predictions in. Um, Jimmy, I'll start with you. Uh, give me your game prediction here. Mm. I uh, I'm gonna have the Packers winning this one. I'm gonna go. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm gonna go twenty. 20- Seven, twenty-one. All right, twenty-seven, twenty-one. Gage, what do you got for a prediction? Uh, well, based on that, Jimmy's predicting a uh, bit of a high-scoring affair. The books have this uh, total around forty-one and a half, so Jimmy's expecting about six or seven more points uh, than that. So taking I'm the not, over. I'm not complaining about that. I'll just throw things out there, honestly. More offense is always fun. Uh, Green Bay currently one and a half point underdogs for those that participate in the betting world, such as myself. Uh, I do think Green Bay covers that. Um, I think that Green Bay is the better team. I think that Chicago is probably – we're going to find out as the year goes along that they're better than we think they are right now. However, I think that they're worse than Chicago fans think they are Um, because I've seen a little too much hype, and I'm like, you guys got to be a little more realistic. You're not quite there yet. Just because Fields completes three screen passes and then the defense opposing him can't figure out how to tackle, that doesn't make you uh, doesn't make him all pro. That's not how it works. That's preseason. Um, I think Green Bay wins. I think the game's probably somewhere in the ballpark of like a twenty three to like seventeen. It's probably where I put it. Uh, I think Chicago gets a late score to make it look a little more respectable. I think Green Bay is able to keep him at bay. 
uh, between Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon, I think, sneaky. We didn't talk about him today. I think he can have a big game. He Last year, he had two big games against Chicago in both games. I think he had 93 yards in game two. And then the first game, I believe he had 70, 80 yards. Just, I think that he's set up in a good spot to have a good day. I think Green Bay can just really kind of stifle this Chicago upstart and maybe delay, hopefully delay their uh, strong resurgent season uh, for at least a week. Yeah, I am going to take Green Bay as well. I know, shocker, the uh, the Packers podcast, everybody's picking the, the Packers over the Bears. But um, I, I do think this is a winnable game. Um, I, I'm i going to go, though, with a score of um, 20 to 13. Um, I don't think it's as high scoring. Um, it's it's week one, and week one, I feel, is always the hardest to pick because, you know, teams are still trying to figure things out. Uh, there's going to be more sloppiness on both sides than you would like to see. Um, and ultimately, right now, I just – I personally don't feel week one that either of these teams are going to be super great offensively. Um, you know, as the year goes on, it'll definitely get better probably for both teams, but – um, you know, Jordan Love making his, you know, first season as a starter. I don't, you know, my expectations of him are to take care of the football and, you know, put together some scoring drives. I don't need him to be, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers-esque. I mean, if he does, like, great. I'll, I'll take that all day long, but I don't expect him to do that. You know, manage the game, take care of the ball, put yourself in a good position to win the game and build on, build on those small wins. So um, I, I think, though, that Green Bay, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers was, what, 22-5 and five against the Bears in his career. I mean, some absurd number like that. Um, Matt LaFleur has not lost to the Bears yet. Um, there's something to build on with that that, you know, um, it, it's just it, Green Bay has had their number for a while. Um, and I think that continues here because I don't think the Bears – um, uh, you know, are, are all that great. I saw something too this week that in the last two years, the bears have changed out like 70 some odd players in the last two years. Like, I mean, that's almost turning over your entire roster like twice. Um, and while that in some ways, you know, can, you know, maybe be a good thing if you're getting rid of players that aren't as great, like, to have that much changeover in two years, that's a lot of like new people constantly coming in the door. Um, and, you know, sometimes that works and sometimes that's like, well, yeah, there's a reason why you're doing that all the time because there's no cohesion. Um, and just so, for reference, by the way, Aaron Rodgers is 24 and five against the Bears. Just want oh, to clear. So don't want, don't want to, to shortchange Aaron on those two wins. He, he might come after checker. me for that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I just, I think Green Bay. Oh, overall has the better roster between the two teams right now. Um, I know safety is not a, a great position for green Bay right now, but the rest of their defense is pretty solid. Um, and you know, the wide receiver room, yes, is a, is a question mark, but um, you know, that offensive line of green Bay's is really good. Aaron Jones is the best running back on Sunday. I, I mean, I don't know who the bears running backs are, but I don't think any of them are to Aaron Jones's level. Um, Khalil Herbert, Deonta Foreman and Roshan Johnson. Yeah. I'm sure they're all very good players, but I don't think they're as good as Aaron Jones. Um, and no. fun fact, since we talked about Christian Watson being out uh, this game, uh, that probably means that Aaron Jones is going to be uh, utilized in the passing game a little bit more. 
Uh, the Packers are 12 and four when Aaron Jones has at least five receptions. So um, get him the ball, get him in space. Um, he's going to be your your big playmaker, I think, uh, during the game. So uh, I, I think, though, Green Bay low scoring, um, 20 to 13 is my prediction. So uh, with that, guys, uh, let's wrap things up. The first one of the year, the first pregame show of the season in the books. Real quick, Jimmy, people, if people want to get in touch with you, follow your work, how can they do that? Uh, follow me on Twitter, Jimmy underscore C zero eight. Anything for Packer report. I post there pack a day there game on Wisconsin will be posted there. Uh, Lombardi's bar every Wednesday. Um, we just had Kenny Clark on in a couple weeks. We have another guest lined up. So make sure you're tuning into that as well, but just follow me on Twitter. Everything's there. All right. As always, awesome. you can Engage. Follow, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at G Bridgeford NFL uh, doing betting picks for Rotoballer again this season. Uh, those articles will generally come out on Saturday mornings. They came, it came out on Friday yesterday because editors wanted things out a week or a day early for week one, despite the fact that we don't know full injury report, but that's not my call. Uh, I'll be doing uh, other betting content just kind of on my Twitter as the season goes along. And then uh, once NBA season gets back, I'll be doing, I think, believe I'll be doing stuff with Denver Stiffs again, covering the reigning NBA champion Denver Nuggets, uh, a.k.a. world champs. But uh, other than that, all links to anything that I may be doing will be on Twitter. All right. Awesome. Well, guys, week one is finally here. I know we're all excited. Um, And make sure that you keep it locked right here because after the game, uh, I know um, there will be full breakdown of what we are hoping is a week one victory for the Packers. So keep it here. We'll get you all the information you need post-game. And, guys, it was great chatting with you. I am so glad football is back. I know we're all excited. I'm looking forward to doing this show every Saturday for, what, the next 17 weeks. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. And, man, I'm just hoping the Packers give us quite a bit to talk about. I'm I'm thinking it's going to be for a a turnover year. I think it's going to be a good year. I don't think it's going to be Super Bowl. Sorry. I just – like it's the way it is, but I think it's going to be a fun year. So make sure you, you keep it locked right here. We'll keep you up to date on everything going on. Thanks for listening, everybody. And as always, go pack, go.